Yeah. Welcome once again to the Divinorm Form Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Divino Informed Podcast. I'm your host, Salvia the Mint. You already know. Here we go again, man. Uh, real quick, those of you that have been following this life of mine, just know that uh, 2020 has been a great fucking year for me uh, and my brother, my family. I'm getting, you know, I got... I'm on good terms with my family members, at least the ones I keep in contact with here and there. And uh, let me see, what can I say, man? It was almost like this family was falling apart, but that's usually how it goes, man. You know, like the marbles just kind of spread all over the place, but eventually they end up in the same circle. So that's that's what I'm hoping for. Um my family's really caught up into in this election and you know they're so like they're 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 straight democrats and you know we we always bump a lot of heads because it's like me I'm I lean more of a libertarian you know it's like give me liberty or give me death type of deal um I don't like deals that people make that have like hidden tax breaks for other people like come on like you don't give a fuck about the people you just give a buck about slipping that shit in, you know, but anyways, um, I, I'm not too happy about this, but, um, I had, I got me a little vengeance, a little slice of the pie of some vengeance, you know how it goes, man, you just act like you forgot about it, you know, let some months go by, you know, just let everything simmer, just simmer down, and just when niggas think you let that shit go, slide through and wake they shit up. Anyways, I'm not going to go into details because that would be criminal. But anyways, um, speaking of criminals, it is spooky season today. Uh, well, all month long, no shit. Uh, good news, guys. Or I don't know if it's great news or not, but... Um, so, I put the cannabis down for a little bit. Um, I've been kind of held back with the cannabis. Uh, I got some... I got... Hey, thanks for the support on the last episode. Uh... I don't know if I should really drink more when I do this, but I try to keep a level fucking head, man. And um, anyways, my uh, my wife and I are having more and more time together. So I don't know about you guys, but this fucking year has been amazing. It's like the the things that you thought would never get done are getting fucking done. And that shit's cool, man. Everybody's selling pot. Everyone's selling drugs. Um, let me tell you guys something, uh, before we get into this episode, uh, just a quick intro, uh, of course, this is, a uh, Spooky Season Part 3, so, buckle up, we got some cool shit coming up that I'm just, honestly, I have one person in mind, and I'm debating on two others, but you know what, we might just skim through them and, and get them all three of them in this episode, but, um, I forgot what I was gonna fucking, oh, yeah, 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 okay, so, 
I made the conscious decision to uh, to to put the cannabis down and detox for like three months or whatever. I'm going to continue to drug test myself, and um, once uh, once it's all out and clean, I mean, I'm trying to be healthy, you know. How can I work out when I'm constantly toxing? Anyways, um, the conscious decision came to me when I microdosed a mushroom, a uh, albino penis envy or some shit like that. I don't know what the fucking name was, but it was a small little mushroom, and I was like, eh, I just finished dinner, and I'm like, uh, let's see what the fuck happens. So, uh, uh, you know, we're sitting there watching TV, watching, you know, YouTube videos or whatnot with my wife. And then uh, we start having sex. And, uh, yeah, you already know where this is fucking going. So, um, I start to feel really, like, like my mood lifts. Almost like a kratom lift. Or a kratom, whatever the fuck. You know what? Fuck your pronunciations. Do you know I've had four emails of people say it's kratom not Kratom or Kratom. I don't give a fuck. Like, you know what? You start your own fucking podcast and say everything fucking correct. All right? Go fuck yourself. Anyways, um, where are we at? Where are we at? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I ate the mushroom, right? We're having sex, man. I'm feeling great. And just like my mood is just all like, ooh, you know what? I'm in that mood, man. I'm going downtown, baby. Spread them legs. Anyways, um, uh, <laughs> I'm going too fucking far, man. I didn't mean to lick the shit out the bat, but here we go. Um, oh, shit. Hold on. All right, I'm back. Sorry, I had to take a quick little break to help my uh, my brother-in-law. So my in-laws are mounting a TV. They have like this 65-something inch. It's a giant-ass TV. And we got a wall mount for it. Needed some quick help. So we got it shit done. That's what's up. So back to it, right? You're sitting there getting it in, right? having fun and then just like right as i bust a nut i know this might be a little tmi but as soon as you come you just open your eyes and then there was just like open-eyed visual psychedelic like vroom, 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 and then it went away it was literally like that much as long as it take for me to say vroom, 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 that was that was basically it and that was a microdose and i was like oh that's fucking dope uh, i had a mood boost and then i just decided guess what I think I'm done with the weed. Like, uh, the cannabis is... I'm going to put it down for a while and get into this gym. <sighs> I've been waiting for gyms to open since I can remember. And so, of course, you know, I'm going to go into the baby gym, the, the Planet Fitness, where you can't work out too hard and all that shit. Anyways, um, so that's what I got going on right now. Not a whole lot, but you know what? Um, work is going to start lightening up soon, so I'll spend more time with my daughter. Um, I had a little moment yesterday because it's like, I don't know about anybody else out there, but when your kids don't talk to you unless they want or need something, that, it hurts. And somebody was like, that's life, man. Like, that's how it always is with everyone's kids. So I was a little like, my spirits were kind of crushed for a moment because like, my daughter is the only person that can fold me like an omelet. Like, I will stand strong to the day I die towards, you know, against anyone. But the moment that my daughter sits there and like, I hate you, I'm going to go get drunk. Like, I'm going to go get drunk. I'm going to eat a bunch of food, get a slice of cake, you know, eat a tub of ice cream. I don't give a fuck. Cry watching movies. It is what it is. I don't know about you guys, but when you have kids, that's your weakness. Like, if something happened to my daughter, 
and you know like somebody killed her or something the lord fucking forbid here but i think that's whenever i'd go like straight rambo rambo on these motherfuckers but anyways man let's get into these motherfucking cannibals guys we're gonna go into motherfuckers that be eating people all right give me a second let's pull up some info all right guys um so turns out i know i was about to get right into this shit and um and then i just kind of closed the laptop and went to sleep and did nothing that i said that i was going to do um so news flash i had some uh an incident happen i've got three stitches in my left palm because i was jacking off so fucking fast that uh the helmet of my dick just kind of like no i'm playing (laughs) it's not even fucking funny i mean maybe to you guys but um no not to me it fucking sucks you know what i have never appreciated my hands more than i can have now like more than now and to be honest uh here's my story on how the fuck that shit happened um so so normally if you guys don't know i have uh i do have a a occasional um eczema breakout here and there some things that i eat happen to break me out you know it could be soy sauce or something msg who knows you know i did a little allergy test and they were like yeah nothing is coming up but you're definitely having an allergic reaction and i'm like um no shit anyways um so okay and um so here's the deal um i needed a benadryl because i was having that damn allergic reaction so i left work Normally, I work overnights, and, um, I mean, I always leave, like, a window unlocked, but I'm not worried about it, because the people that are on the opposite side of that window have, like, a a fucking, like, we'll just say it's a shotgun, and it's kind of legal. I mean, we shaved the barrel off, that's really what happened, so that if we were to blast from, like, that, from, like, that wall to right over here you're fucked like your legs gonna either be hanging on by a skin thread or something anyways we're not we ain't i don't i ain't sweating you know what i mean we got we got this shit anyways so um so it's uh, like i said it's kind of an old house uh very old windows and sometimes you know they get stuck like whenever you're trying to lift them up you kind of got to wiggle on the, like, you know what I mean? You kind of get it. It's kind of like getting a shoe on. You got to, like, slip. You do the Michael Jackson slide with your leg. You got to do the stanky leg to get your fucking shoe back on foot. And anyways, um, and so as I'm doing this, like, I have to fucking pee. And I don't know about you motherfuckers, but whenever you got to piss, dude, <laughs> you move with no regards to your safety it's like your your objective is to get into the fucking house and go piss now why i didn't just stop what i was doing and just piss right there outside where i was i don't know i just had this humane part of me happen and i was like i gotta get to the benadryl i gotta get to the toilet ah so uh after i'm sitting there fucking around and fidgeting with this damn window i decide 
I really got to piss really bad. So I just, mm, you know, with a lot of oomph, slide that window all the way up. Because it was like, here's the thing. It'll move like three inches and then you stop. And so it's like if you just, I figured if I just swing that bitch up, you know, with some force, it'll just go past that three inches. Well, no, that's not what happened. Um, apparently it must have had some kind of a crack or something. So that thing just broke. And I just heard like a thunk. And then as I look up, here comes the top part falling straight down. And what does my fucking dumbass retarded ass do? I reach my hands out like I'm going to fucking catch the glass. Like, you know, it's just out of re- out of like a reflex. And so down comes this glass. And once I realize that, oh shit, I have nothing protecting my hands from this glass. I, I li- like I move my right hand out of the way. But by that time, there was a jagged piece, and that shit fell right at the bottom of my fucking palm. And, um, anyways, it was, uh, it took a minute to get the blood to stop. And, um, once I got it stopped, I looked at it, and I was like, you know, I've gimped around on shit before, but this was a new pain that I haven't experienced before. Um, and it got to the point where I could see the fatty tissue in my palm. Which I was like, yo, I could lose some fat right now and cut it out. But anyways, no, <laughs> no. whenever I would bend my thumb, it would create a hole. Like, an l- actual hole in my fucking palm. So I was like, let me see. I went online to look at how deep cut, like what cuts need stitches and whatnot. And then, um, and then I look on there, like, uh, I start searching for, what is it? Oh, like uh, it says, you know, there's cuts and then there's lacerations and l- like cuts are just like, you know, your first layer of skin lacerations, however, are like deep into the tissue. And that's what I happen to have. So I was like, yo, I need to go to a care now. Well, thanks to this whole coronavirus, everything shuts down at a certain time and it opens at nine o'clock in the morning. So I'm literally at 4 a.m., like four something, almost five o'clock trying to get in a break you know i had to wait a few hours with this hole in my fucking hand and then i ended up falling asleep like it it fucking sucked like imagine you get shot with a bb gun and then it stops right the pain stops and then as you move around the pain starts coming back like what the fuck anyways it was terrible so i just tried to lay down and go to sleep and um like right now, at least thought these stitches are fucking throbbing and it hurts. But that's not going to stop me from jumping on this bitch and do what I got to fucking do. Um, so I guess 150 bucks just got wasted out of my fucking pocket for this damn window. But hey, dude, I've seen uh, the other options. They were like luxury triple pane glass for like 300 and something. Like, bitch, this is one fucking window. Put a piece of glass up there. I don't give a fuck if it's plexiglass or something. Shit. Just give me the damn window. So they're like, yeah, we can do it like 100 bucks, 100 bucks for the glass and $50 for the labor. Bet. Sign me up. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I got that shit going to go down Monday. Good riddance. You got to love my Mexican people out there. Those motherfuckers grind hard. Anyways. um, So that's what i got so far um yeah it sucks but anyways 
thought I would update you guys on that shit. That's my story, and that's what I'm fucking sticking to. So, suck a dick. Um, real quick, I wanted to analyze this. Uh, I got a message. I guess this must be must be from one of the older people that asked me why I use the language that I do. That um, sometimes it's it's not like profane, and other times it's extremely profane. Um, alcohol. Alcohol, you see, like right now, I'm speaking to you, you know, just like whatever, right? No alcohol in the system. However, I'm getting a lot of people that are like, yo, we like it when you drink on this shit because you make this shit funny. It's like, I don't try to, but okay. I'm not going to lie. I actually try. <laughs> I do try. But anyways, um, so that's that's that, you know. It fucking sucks, but that's where I'm at. So this one dude that I want to get started on. His name is, uh, this is a serial killer, or guys, his name is Joseph Metheny, or Metheny, isn't that fucking ironic, meth is in the dude's last name, and that's the kind of shit that you have to do to be doing this crazy shit, y'all ready for Joseph Metheny, alright guys, hang tight, let's get it, alright, so, <coughs> let's go, so an obese man, in Maryland, right? Baltimore, Maryland. He went on a murder spree in the 1990s after his wife took their son and left him. Damn, what a fucking bitch. You think she's finna fucking grind? Hell no, that bitch gonna live off food stamps, get a little job at Burger King, and get all the government assistance she fucking can. Oh, lazy. No, I'm playing. You never know. She could be a very hardworking woman. I'm just talking shit. Anyways. Joseph Metheny was convicted of killing two young women, Kathy Spicer and Kathy Ann Magaziner. That's weird. She got magazine. I bet she's a good shooter. Anyways, and he buried their fucking bodies in a shallow grave on the property of the pallet company he worked at and lived at. Well, there's where you fucked up, dude. However, that's far from the worst part. We're going to talk about this motherfucker, guys. Y'all ready? <laughs> I already said that twice. Ooh, had to burp real quick. Alright, guys. This motherfucker was 500 pounds. 500 pounds. He was originally charged with five killings. Two homeless men in a makeshift camp. And three young women who were addicted to drugs. Due to the lack of evidence, however, the charges were dropped for all the cases. Except... For Spicer and Magaziner. Who would have thought? Two white women. Of course. They're going to pay extra special attention to them. Uh, anyways. Uh, that's just my opinion. But So. Allegedly. He met these hoes in a bar. Right? Later brought them back to his trailer. To rape them. And murder. Jam. It's like dude. You didn't have to do all that. Oh my god. Here comes the damn train. Hold up. Later on, this guy ends up confessing to killing like three others. Plus at least like five more young women. Yo, that's fucked up. Why you gotta kill the women though? Yo. Alright, so. Uh, according to my resources here. Turns out, um, Kathy Ann Magaziner. We know with the blah, blah, blah. And Kimberly Spice Smoker, or Spicer, 
She was, man, that one was so, I found out that they're both prostitutes, guys. Ooh, that's not the kind of meat I want to eat. Anyways, ugh, imagine that. That's just a dumpster for that nut. Ugh. That was in 95. You know, back in 95, you were able to get away with that shit. Just suck the, the officer's dick. Anyways, so, um, oh, she was 26. A 26-year-old prostitute. Damn, like, how, how shitty is your life that you can't go get a damn job? Like, damn, use your brain for something other than bopping. Anyways, alright, alright. So, other than talking shit about them hoes. Uh, so he would, he lured those motherfuckers, you know, stabbing them, strangling them, dismembered the corpses, stored the flesh in his fridge to, later to eat. So this is what he said at his trial in court. Now, brace yourself. This is going to get weird. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. I'm drinking beer. All right. So he says, I cut the meat up and I put it in some Tupperware bowls, then put it in the freezer. Hey, at least he knows how to do that. Mm. Then he claimed that he mixed the women's flesh with other animal meat and sold it to uh, to paying customers. Because he opened up like this little this little barbecue thing, you know. <laughs> uh, oh, that shit's weird. So yeah, he would mix up with. Uh, basically, he would take um, human human meat and mix that shit up with like. Roast beef and pork sandwiches. Says they were very good. The human body tastes very similar to pork. So those of you who ever wondered. What does meat taste like on a human. Tastes like fucking pork. Yo I bet the ass tastes like bacon. But I'm not in a rush to go find out. So while his supply of special meat. Right. Dried up. uh, He invites another prostitute. This motherfucking bitch is called Rita Kemper. He brings her to his Baltimore trailer within the compound of like a pallet company in uh in the in December of ninety six. So this is already a year later. Remember in ninety five? So this is a six foot sixteen monster, I guess, that uh he attacked her. He said, I got her in there and started to rip her clothes off and knock the hell out of her. She was screaming, I just kept on laughing at her. I turned around for a split second and she ran out the door. There was an 8 foot chain link fence with barbed wire on top and around the front and a stack of wooden pallets next to the fence about 10 feet high. That bitch scaled those pallets like a monkey and jumped the fence and ran down to the main road. So fleeing for her life, this bitch made it to the petrol station. I guess that's a gas station and called the cops, right? Now, of course, Joseph, you know, that 500-pound motherfucker ain't about to run. So, he just stayed there and got arrested immediately. And that ended his reign of terror. What's really chilling about this shit is that Metheny has shown more pride than remorse when speaking of his crimes. He said, My murder rampage started out as revenge but ended up as a passion for the taste of blood and the overwhelming sense of power one gets for taking the life of of another. Understandable. I mean, I get it. You know, you get your ego. I killed that bitch. You know, I mean, this motherfucker is 500 pounds. You know, the dude lays on you, you're done. You ain't going nowhere. Unless you can bench 500 pounds, but what prostitute can do that? That'd be a broke-ass prostitute. 
Anyways, so whenever he was sentenced, uh, he ends up telling the jury that after six months, he had dug up the skull of, uh, oh, Kathy Magaziner, washed out the maggots, and made love to it. Ooh. Because remember, that happened in 95, and he didn't get caught till 96. So basically, he's a skull fucker. And... Oh, like, how does he, man, that dude must have a fat-ass dick. You know how big the damn skull, like, eye socket shit is? That's weird. Especially if there's, like, rotting flesh and shit inside that. Oh, man. Look, dude, I understand you got some sick and twisted shit. I wouldn't go out there just killing prostitutes. You know, I'd get me one of them little, like, I don't know, silicone flesh body things that's got the tits on the front and... Bang that shit out in my bed and then, you know, fuck it. Kick it off the side of the bed, roll over and go to sleep. That's a done deal. Nobody got hurt, no harm, no foul. Clean that bitch out later. Anyways, seeing the look of horror, he uh, the depraved fiend then adds the words, I'm sorry, will never come out for they would be a lie. We, uh, ugh. That's fucking weird, man. Like, I don't even know what to say about that. Like, there are some people who just just don't give a fuck. And he's one of them. Anyway, so that motherfucker, he basically sold barbecue human sandwiches. You know what, though? You know what? No, actually, I changed my mind. I wouldn't fuck with none of that shit because that's a prostitute. Mm. But... If he could give me some meat that wasn't tainted, I'd try it. I mean, how bad can the human cannibals out there do it? And the tribal shit? They out there doing that shit. Eating people and all that. So, anyways. That was Joseph Metheny. He's, if you guys look him up, he looks care, scary as shit. Like, have you seen this motherfucker? He's basically, like, built like a bowling pin. You know, he's like, well, I guess a bowling ball more than a pen the dude's 500 pounds oh my god shit's insane i think to be honest that joseph metheny could have uh all of that shit could have been avoided because you know his wife leaves right he fucking leaves and his uh let me see his ex-girlfriend or yeah 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 he was like six months after that bitch left with his kid. He finds out that his ex had moved to the other side of the city with another dude. And their son had been taken away by like CPS due to neglect. Which, I mean, that can piss off the dude anywhere. I mean, he's a trucker, right? A truck driver. You know, he's he could have taken care of the kid. But she being a little selfish piece of shit drug addict. Anyways, um... Then he, you know, he heard that they were probably living pretty rough under a bridge. So this motherfucker goes hunting for him with an axe. <laughs> and so this dude, he ends up saying they were not there. He goes, but the two homeless motherfuckers, they got high with, or, oh, oh, okay. So they got high with two homeless people down there and they're passed out on an old mattress and that's he says that's where uh that's where they were when I left, except they were dead from being chopped up. Damn You know man, you just never know what breakups can do to a man. You just never know. So 
Anyway, so he went uh, straight after the murder. He doped up two prostitutes, lured them under the bridge to pump out any information out of them. When he didn't get what he wanted, he beat them, raped them, and killed them. And, of course, when he was hiding the fucking bodies, he noticed an old man who was fishing just staring at him. So I grabbed a steel pipe, ran down on him, and laid his head wide open. God damn. Fucking old man. All he was trying to do was fish, dude. Dude can't go out fishing. I mean, imagine that if you're just fishing and you just see somebody just watching. Well, first off, you don't want that motherfucker to catch you watching. Second, I would just leave. Like, at that point, that's the best thing to do is just fucking bounce. Be like, alright, this bad, this big-ass motherfucker's just leaving. Dragging bodies and shit. Anyway, so covered in blood, he then ties all the bodies to the rocks and dumps them in this river. Uh, it, That was the Patapsco, Patapsco River, I think. I don't know how to split or pronounce it. So he ended up killing five people in seven hours. What he calls a very busy night. Yo, but lack of evidence meant that he was not found guilty of any of those. Just two people. Yo, imagine that. Like, if you could get a murder charge for two people out of like ten, bet I'll take the I'll I'll take the two murders for uh for three hundred, please. Shit, sign me up. Y'all want to know an interesting fact? So. He says, when you look at the zodiac signs of serial killers, one strikingly obvious pattern will stand out. And most of them were born under one of the four mutable signs, guys. Are you ready? Alright, guys. Oh, this is fucked. This is fucking hell no. Alright, so if you are a Gemini, a Virgo, Sagittarius, or Pisces, you're most likely to be a serial killer. Or those are most likely to be serial killers. Let me tell you something, guys. I'm a Virgo. And I've always told myself if I had to, I could I could uh, protect my life. You know what? I think I'm going to go ahead and uh, save that for another topic or another day or some shit. Uh, I don't want to sit there and use any... I bet you, like, something goes down, like, 10 years around down the road, and then people dig up this podcast episode, and they're like, see, he said he would do it. And, yeah, fuck you all. Anyway, so, uh, I'm a Virgo, and my wife is a Pisces. So, we're pretty much serial killers material. (laughs) Ooh. Oh, well. Guess what? The only serial killer I be doing, I be killing the fuck out of that Captain Crunch when I be getting high in the bitch. Have y'all ever seen, man, name something better than Captain Crunch whenever you're stoned. I'll wait. Uh, You know what, Uh, I've tried peanut butter crunch, that uh, Reese's Puffs. It was alright, it's just that the milk, I don't know if it was just the tongue when I was wasted or something. The milk just didn't turn out right. Uh, Cocoa Pebbles was the bomb. Dot diddly biddly diddly diddly com. That shit was fucking dope. Um, let's see what else. What? Else? Why am I talking about serial? Oh, serial killers. God damn. ADHD guys at its finest. Anyways, um, let's keep it rocking and rolling, y'all. We're gonna get on to the next motherfucker. Who do y'all want to see next? You know what? 
I was going to do one about this nurse who would like kill people by fucking with their vitals and shit and the nurse, you know, in the hospital. But that sounded fucking boring. Boring as fuck. So you know what? I decided on somebody else. Now this one is also a doctor. He was called Harold Shipman. Have y'all heard of Harold Shipman? I bet you haven't. This motherfucker was called Dr. Death. He killed 218 patients. Yo, how, how does nobody collect the dots in a hospital? Like, this motherfucker's just dropping. This motherfucker's just dying. Like, hey man, do we have any malpractice going on in here? It's like, are they just people just dying? Like, it's just the, I don't know, Ebola going down in the fucking hospital. What the hell? That is so, how do you, 200? God. You know, that shit just doesn't make sense. Also, like, like whenever you fill out a job application online and it says, like, have you or your family ever received food stamps? Like, what does that have to do with my work ethic? That doesn't make any sense. It's like, hey, uh, I see you're applying for this job. Are you poor enough to, like, that? you know what I mean? Come on, guys. Am I wrong or am I just right here? Because... I never understood that while you're you're trying to get a job so that you can get money, why does it matter if you're getting food stamps or some kind of like, you know, they're like, oh, taxes, taxes, why? Oh, so you can tax the shit out of me because I couldn't eat without a damn job? Give me the fucking job, goddammit. Because you know what, man? You can give me a job or I can steal all the food out of this store. When, if you try to stop me, I'm going to point a gun in your fucking face. I think it's better if you just give me the job. So anyways, man, Dr. Death, right? This is going to be one of history's deadliest fucking serial killers that ever walked this fucking planet. Besides uh, Christians and, you know, religious people. Uh, Just kidding, guys. I'm not trying to ruffle your feathers too hard here, but... Anyways, um, so let's get into it, right? He, of course I get a damn fucking text. So this man, he was a married family man. Family, not family man. Who, uh, he managed to squeeze in 218 fucking people, man. And, and then it can even go as high as 250. God damn. Well, uh, so he was working as a, a rather popular British physician. Now... Harold Shipman, he started his murderous spree in 1972. And I know you guys are thinking, ah, oh, why does he have to be fucking old? Because that's when motherfuckers didn't give a fuck back then. And uh, it, so it's believed that he killed at least 71 patients while working at his first practice. And double that number at a second practice he joined. After, you know, he started butting heads with colleagues who found him arrogant and overconfident. Mm-hmm. Well, see, that's where it happens, man. If you get big-headed, all of a sudden, you know, I know a lot of people that got big-headed. It's like, and then they forget where they fucking came from. But, hey, man, to each their own. So, in 1998, both a local undertaker and another doctor noticed the unusually high number of cremation certifications that Shipman had signed off on. They also noted striking similarities in the recently deceased patients themselves. 
The majority were elderly women who got... God damn it. Another fucking... Why the women? Why are we killing the fucking women? Like... Ladies, y'all have some fucking nerve. Do you see how many pe- how many serial killers target women? Do, do y'all see that? But yet y'all y'all not afraid to slap the shit out of a dude. Y'all not afraid to talk shit to a dude and say, "Hey, well, you're never gonna see your kids ever again." Do you want to end up like this bitch right here? Shit. Anyways, so they were elderly women and especially old women. What the fuck? Anyway, so they were found sitting up and fully clothed. Not in bed as they usually would be, you know, because normally you'll be in bed when you die. But despite these clues, this initial investigation was basically crap. Like, it was shitty. They, they handled that in the worst way fucking possible. So this allowed uh, Dr. Death to kill three more times. Now, this motherfucker's luck ran out later that year when the daughter of his final victim... She was a lawyer. Kathleen Grundy claimed that he'd not only killed her mother, but had also tried to create a new fake will, naming him as her sole beneficiary. Yo, if that doesn't, if that's not sus, <laughs> that's stupid suspect. Like, yeah, I'm just going to give all of my shit to the doctor that's taking care of me. Get the fuck out of here. That's that. I even come on. Anyways, uh, so unlike his earlier victims, uh, Grundy had not been cremated and an autopsy revealed lethally high levels of uh, diamorphine. And that's the drug that uh, Shipman used for most of his killings. He was formally charged with 15 murders and. Uh, Anyways, and convicted and sentenced to life without parole in the year 2000. He died in 2004 after committing suicide in his cell. He never admitted to any of the killings. Hey, bro. That's that's how you do it right there. Stay shut. Keep your mouth shut. So my next guest on this show. (laughs) Next guest. Uh, that was good, right? Sounds pretty professional. My, our next guest uh, has been killing people for the last five years and made his network television debut on this show. Please welcome everybody, Ed Gein, the inspiration behind the movie Psycho and uh, Silence of the Lambs, even Ted the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Holy shit. Now, this man who had committed these grisly macabre or just macabre and horrific acts he helped to inspire those fucking movies anyways you know what i like the way i said it better fuck this thing i already know what to say all right so this motherfucker grew up in uh he grew up in a in an isolated area of wisconsin now just like most serial killers he was an abused child he got an alcoholic father and a uh Basically, like a over-dominating mother who was just, mm-hmm, he just instilled her son with a pathological fear of both women and sex. So I mean, I totally understand that. Like I, my own, my my grandma. I was raised by my grandparents, and my grandma, like whenever I would, I would look at a girl and stuff like that, and I would just be checking her out, and she'd just look at me checking her out, and she's like, "What are you doing?" 
Like, stop that. You know, just making me feel bad for, for being a man. And uh, that didn't stop me. Shit, I got a child. Ha <laughs> ha. Nut, nut, squirt, squirt, bitches. Anyways. Um, <laughs> so when his father, his brother, and mother died within a five-year period, he was left alone at a family farm. And this is where he would eventually just cut off parts of the house, turning it into like a shrine of some sort to his mother. Because you know how that psychological warfare shit within your family goes. It's like you think that your parents are something of or some kind of gods or you know what I mean? I mean, when you're living on a farm, you're kind of isolated from people. I, I'm not going to say I completely understand where he's coming from, but I, I can get an idea of where this came from. So, fuck that dude's mom. Called a motherfucker. Because fuck that bitch. Carol Baskin. Anyways, uh, 13 years later, right? Local police arrived at the farm following up on a tip regarding missing uh, hardware store owner Bernice Warden. Now, they discovered Warden's headless corpse hanging upside down from the rafters. Their search of the property revealed a haul of horrors that included... Get ready for this shit, guys. You already know what's fucking coming. <coughs> a, uh, what do you call it? Uh, human body parts that were turned into fucking, like, household items such as chairs, bowls, you know, belts, or who knows. Uh, faces used as wall hangings, a vest made of a human torso. Many of these fucking items were... Man, that's fucking crazy. A human torso for real, dude? Like, what? what's your dude? What did your mom do to you? God damn. And anyways, uh, many of these gruesome items, they were from like already dead people that he uh, he had stolen from their graves. You know, if y'all don't know any uh, anything about grave robbers, some people will uh, bury their loved ones with jewelry, you know, diamonds, money. Who knows, just priceless antiquity, antiquities, as if they're going to take them to the, to the next, you know. Anyways, um, where was I? Oh, yeah, yeah, so he basically was a grave robber a little bit, and uh, but instead of grabbing the shit, he grabbed the fucking bodies. And uh, he, uh, he had murdered one woman in, uh, in addition to Warden, that one uh, owner. He claimed that he was using the body parts to assemble a new version of his beloved mother. That's how you know that motherfucker crazy. He was diagnosed with schizophrenia and declared unfit for trial. A decade later, he was convicted of one of the murders, but was declared insane at the time of the crime. He spent the rest of his life in a mental hospital, guys. This motherfucker. It didn't say nothing about him wearing the mask. Like, he was trying to recreate his mom i'm not trying to hate on i'm not trying to hate on no women around here but it seems like these serial killers seems like they got a little push into their killing careers by women if it wasn't wives leaving them and cheating on them or whatnot it's mothers you know alcoholic father how come he didn't try to recreate the alcoholic father just get a dude and put a beer bottle in his hand or something. Shoot. 
I bet it's because his mom didn't fucking uh fucking beat him all the time. Who knows? Who knows what the fuck happened to that dude? You know, people go to war and they come back all fucking crazy. They're like, oh, I never thought I would see that. Well, what the fuck did you think you were going to? Fucking playtime? No, this is war. <laughs> fucking dumbass. Y'all think we're done here? That's only been two motherfuckers. You think we're done? Fuck no, we ain't done. All right? We're going to the next one. The bad motherfucker. A crazy motherfucker known as Mr. John Wayne Gacy, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) John Wayne Gacy. So, to most of his suburban Chicago neighbors, this motherfucker was from Chicago in here. Chicago ain't got no problem killing people. I mean, Chicago's killing each other. And for that, I don't know why, but since it's spooky season and there's a lot of murdering going on in Chicago, shout out to Chicago. What's up? What's up? Anyways, uh, so according to this dude's fucking neighbors, right? This dude was a friendly man who threw popular block parties. Yo. If if you know that somebody's throwing a fucking block party, you know what I mean? The last thing you're going to expect is for them to be fucking killers. Like, that's... You know what I mean? The dude is throwing a block party. A block party. <laughs> Alright, guys. So, he volunteered in his local democratic politics and often performed as a clown at local children's parties. But Gacy, he he's already been to prison, guys. So this this motherfucker wasn't he wasn't new to the game. Like he knew what's up. He he'd already been in prison. And what do you think he went to prison for? Nah, it wasn't killing nobody. He was se- uh, he sexually assaulted a teenage boy, and uh, to be honest, he was hiding a horrific secret right beneath. The neighbor's unseen eyes. Alright guys. In 1978. See man right there in the 70's. This was some crazy shit going down. Just you know a couple few decades ago. When a 15 year old boy. Who had last been seen with Gacy. Went missing. He uh. This this 15 year old boy. Was one, uh, he was hoping to get a job in uh working at a construction business that I guess uh Gacy owned I guess I don't know we'll figure it out later so once he went missing police obtained a search warrant for Gacy's house because he's the last motherfucker they was with and there they found his class ring and clothing that belonged to several young men reportedly missing or previously reported missing guys there's a four-foot crawl space beneath the house where a penetrating odor was present. And that's whenever the cops were like, Hey, I think we're about to stumble into some real shit here. Like, pull up your boots. It's about to get nasty, right? They were shocked to find the decomposing bodies of not one, not five, not ten but 29 boys and teenagers that Gacy had raped and murdered. God damn. That's fucking insane. 29. Ugh. And he raped them. 
poor guys. Now, Gacy's ex-wife had complained about the odor for years, but Gacy had chalked it up to moisture-causing mildew. And law enforcement also came under criticism, as the family members of several of the victims had previously pointed to Gacy as a possible suspect. Now, in addition to the bodies that were found at his house, Gacy admitted to killing several additional men, disposing of their bodies in a nearby lake, you know, his different shit. Now, he tried to fucking, uh, he tried to plead insanity, right? I mean, who wouldn't? They got you, bro. They got you. And anyways, he eventually got convicted on 33 counts of murder. And they killed that motherfucker in 1994. That was before the other guys started. Uh, anyways. Executed by le- lethal injection, guys. Lethal injection. Ooh, they gave him the easy way out. They're like, hey, bro, we're going to put you to sleep. And then we're going to whack you. He's like, bet. I won't, I won't ever know. Be my last sleep. That shit's crazy, man. A fucking clown. That's why you just never know who to trust. Like, who knows, man? My job might be holding some serial killers, too. Am I a serial killer? Oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. No comment. You know what, though? I do. I am a serial killer, man. I be sil- killing the fuck out of that honey bunches of oats. Have y'all tried that fucking cereal, guys? Honey bunches of oats. It's like healthy fucking frosted flakes that's sweet and fucking delicious. Uh, anyways. Let's keep it rolling, guys. Man, I'm fucking starving. I'm going to get me a little snack. Hold on. Because this one is about to get crazy, too. I know you guys have been waiting for this. Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, you guys know who Jeffrey Dahmer is. Jeffrey Dahmer. Motherfucker. He committed his first murder at the age of 18. And guess what? 1978. I told you, man, the 70s. Were crazy. What were they putting in that acid? Like over in the 60s and 70s. They must have been really fucking up their LSD. Or something. Who knows. I think they put some kind of crazy serial killer shit in the water. Could be. Uh, man if I get killed by the CIA or something real soon. Then y'all know that that was the truth. But anyways. Uh, when he was 18 years old. Man when I was 18 years old. The only thing I was looking. Or trying to do was get some pussy. Like. This dude went like, I'm just going to whack somebody. Hmm. So he would go on, right? Killing until his arrest in 1991. So after, that was after an African-American man escaped his clutches and hailed down a police near Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Another one. Another one. Isn't that something? Connecting the dots here. So when the victim led police back to his captor's apartment, they discovered photographs of dismembered bodies, the severed heads and genitalia of several other men, a tub full of acid that uh, Dahmer had used to dispose of like 17 people. Dahmer had lived a shiftless life. The fuck does that mean? You don't fuck this shit. He lived a shiftless life, huh? So, he dropped out of fucking college and the army and living with, like, different family members before they kicked him out. 
And uh, three years before his 91 arrest, and with several murders already under his belt, he was convicted of drugging and sexually molesting a young teenager. Now, after serving only like a year, he was released and continued to fucking do that shit. Just killing people. He focused on just young men who were black. All right, let's let's just keep it real. Now, his sensational trial featuring descriptions of his eating the body parts of uh, some of his victims. He admitted to necrophilia, renewed the world's interest in... uh, What the fuck is that noise? Uh, He renewed the world's interest in serial killers. In 1992, he was sentenced to 957 years in jail. But of course... Just two years later, he was killed by a fellow inmate. You know, that's that shit's crazy. Another little detail that I've uh, that I've researched on him was I don't know exactly how true this is, but it sounds like something only a genius would do. Is you know he he would like to fuck you know like he would kill the people and then have sex with the bodies, right? Necrophilia and. Some people said that he would like put a hole in somebody's head, put some kind of acid or some kind of jarring shit that would keep them alive, but unknowing, like, you know, basically alive, like you're conscious, but you have no, you're basically breathing. (laughs) You're just a zombie. And that way, I guess the flesh would never rot, or at least it would take forever to rot, which is pretty fucking gross. I don't know, man. Everybody's got their own little fucking thing, but that shit's weird. Like, I don't know, man. Like, it was never just like, oh, I'm just going to kill this person and then get rid of the body. It's like, no, I'm just going to eat the flesh, you know, eat the balls and the dick and then just fuck the booty hole or some shit. Greasy. Now, one of them that kind of hits a little home, this is somebody, these are people that you guys may not have heard of, but um, this was a married couple. We never see that. We never see married couples taking part of this. It's almost like that, uh, I forgot that fucking movie. But anyways, um, there was uh, Fred and Rose West. This was a married couple. They sexually abused, tortured, and beat their child and teenage daughters including other women uh eventually they they killed uh doesn't say i guess a bunch of their own kids like their own their own kids man that's insane like i i don't see how they could do it like i just i don't i don't get it that's that's hard to do at least you know that's how you know these motherfuckers is crazy and uh Anyways, they would uh, they would also kill other women and bury them under the fucking patio in their garden. Which is pretty fucking sick. Now, unlike many husband-wife murderer pairs, the wife, Rose, was completely in on it and took pleasure in the murders. Committing some alone. Little, you know, I'm going to give me a little side piece on the side and just stab shit out somebody. So she would kill some other people while her husband was in prison. So rather than just being an accomplice, 
she just, you know, oh, I'm a serial killer too. So apparently Fred would threaten his surviving children, say that like, oh, you don't want to end up under the patio like Heather. That was his own daughter who they beat to death because they didn't like the look on her face. Damn. That's crazy. I mean, I come on. Just, hey, man, you looked at me weird. Smack. I don't get it. That's That shit's wild. What y'all know about Dennis Rader? This motherfucker. Dennis Rader. He is infamously known as BTK. Not BTS like all the little, you know, kids are into. BTK. Which stood for Bind, Torture, Kill. Now, this right here is going to be kind of... Mm, kind of weird. So, I mean, as if the other ones weren't fucking weird. So, alright guys, check this out. During a home invasion, he tied up the hands and feet of a, of a mother, father, and brother who was like around nine years old. One by one... He would uh, duct tape a plastic bag over their heads. The The young daughter was forced to sit on his lap and watch as they suffocated. Damn! Now that's fucking cold. Shit, that's icy. Finally, he would take the daughter to the basement, put a noose around her neck, and looped it around the pipe so that the other end was free. So he could then sit in a chair and periodically choke her until near death. And then loosen the rope intermittently to keep, you know, to keep her alive and shit. Let the blood start pumping. And, uh, of course, you know, as crazy as these motherfuckers do, he would jack off. And after he killed her and just nut on her. Which, I guess, you know, honestly, that dude, god damn. There's some sick motherfuckers in this world, man. It's not even dedicated to October. There's just sick people all around. Man, but I'm I'm kind of running through these people, so I'm not trying to go through uh, too much. Uh, there was one girl named Amelia Dyer, and she saved a lot of men child support. <laughs> Alright, let me tell you why. She murdered somewhere around 400 infants during the like Victorian pe- uh, period. And, uh, so basically, she would, uh, she would promise these young, like, soon-to-be mothers that she was a well-respected, uh, caretaker and, uh, and the nurse that was married. She told them she could take their baby and raise them for a one-time payoff for, like, clothes and shit. Now, once she got the baby and the money, she'd just kill the baby and take the bread. I mean, damn, she did this like 400 times. So I guess she didn't get no, uh, well, I guess there ain't no child support if you sold the baby. So she found some white edging tape used in like dressmaking and wound it twice around the baby's neck and tied a knot. So death wouldn't have been like immediate. You know, she used to just, she, she would later say, I used to like watch to watch them with the tape around their neck. But it was soon all over with them. Like, what the fuck? That's crazy. Just getting off on killing babies. I don't understand why people like to kill people that are, like, weaker than them. You know, a real accomplishment is if, like, you kill somebody. I mean, I'm not trying to justify anything here, but 
let's say like somebody my size with my strength, you know, it's like, what do you call it? Survival of the fittest, you know, it's like gladiators type shit. Now, one of the like the most awesome name, this guy is called the monster of the Andes. And uh, it's the most horrible of all people, I think. So he is accused of personally torturing, raping and murdering a total of like over 300 children across Colombia, Peru, Ecuador, you know, etc. Who knows where else he fucking whacked people. He was jailed in the 90s where like about 150 murders were confirmed. The worst part is this motherfucker is still alive and was freed in 2002. He is now somewhere living a normal life. And I mean, you know, that that's insane. 300 kids just never got to live their life because of this motherfucker. And now he's back out in the fucking street. Dude, I'm not saying somebody should whack the dude, but maybe some uh, tough counseling, right? The next dude is going to be a man called Albert Fish. And now this guy was a child rapist and can't... What's with all the fucking kids, man? What's with everybody killing the fucking kids, man? Like, let the kids eat. Shit. I don't know, guys. I Since I have kids, I'm, I'm taking... I'm getting a little personal here and I need to chill out. But, damn. <sighs> Alright. Keep it together now. This, this shit pisses me off, low-key. I'm not gonna lie. So this motherfucker has said... Albert Fish has said to have raped like a child in almost every state. He chose like mentally handicapped African-American children. Damn, why you gotta keep the black man down? Why? Why Why you gotta do that shit? And then he would rape, torture, murder, and sometimes eat them. Like he didn't, you know, to make fucking matters worse, Albert would sit there and uh, he would try to encourage his own children to, to spank him with a paddle. That was like studded with nails. What the fuck? That, that's an extreme sadist. And uh, this guy was found to have like when he whenever he died, they found like 29 needles pushed into his groin and pelvic area. What the fuck? Imagine just I'm just going to put a needle right here next to my dick. Boy, that's fucking gross. So, he wrote to the parents of one of his victims. Are y'all ready for this shit? Like, to make matters worse, the dude that killed your children, or killed your kid, and possibly ate them. Oh my god. Stop. Stop. But you know what? I'm going to turn this phone on silent. Anyways. uh, So... He wrote to the parents of one of his victims and he said that uh, that he took them to his home, stripped them naked, tied them in a closet, then burned everything that they had on. Several times every day and night he spanked them, tortured them to make their meat good and tender. Ugh. Trying to get that adrenochrome. Shit. Did he drink the blood? I don't know if he's like Hollywood or not. First, he killed the 11-year-old boy because he had the fattest ass and, of course, the worst, uh, the most meat on it. 
oh my god that's so sick to think of a child like 11 ugh. my daughter's like 12 let's keep it going fuck that so every part of his body was cooked and eaten except for the head the bones and the guts this dude had roasted him in the oven boiled broiled fried stewed yo I wouldn't, man, that, that's just like pouring salt in the fucking wound. It's like, here, I'm just going to cut your arm open real quick and just dump in an ass ton of salt and pepper. Like, ugh. All right, y'all. All right. Now we're going to get to my favorite. And this is going to be the one that I saved for last. So get ready. This one is Richard Kuklinski. If you guys know who that is, cool if you don't he goes by the name the ice man and you're probably wondering okay this doesn't seem that no we're gonna go in depth on this one so this guy's got kids he's divorced he's got two kids from his first marriage two daughters and one son from a second marriage i mean he's been called the polack he's polish the ice man big rich the devil himself Oh, I got itchy. All right. Anyways, um, so he died at the age of 70. That damn. So let me tell you about Kuklinski, right? We'll just call him the Iceman, right? <laughs> Kuklinski was engaged in criminal activities for the most majority of his life. Uh, or at least his adult life, not as a kid. He uh, He bought and sold, you know, stolen shit. He ran a burglary and car theft ring. Those fucking assholes. And uh, also like narcotics trafficking, dealing, pornography, you know, selling guns and laundering cash. I mean, this dude was pretty much the the epitome of criminal, right? Um, so the prosecutors described him as someone who killed for profit, right? A hitman. Eventually, he came to the attention of the law enforcement when an investigation into his burglary, uh, and oh, there was an investigation into a, like a, a burglary gang, and it linked him to several murders. An 18-month-long undercover operation led to his arrest in December of 1986. That was two years before I was born. Kuklinski, uh lived with his wife and children in the New Jersey suburb of Dumont. So, shout out to Jersey. Y'all got this, dude. Um, they knew him as a loving father and a husband who provided for his family, but one who also had a violent temper and was physically abusive to his wife, so he wasn't afraid to beat on that woman. God damn. I don't really, I don't believe in that either, but it is what it is. Um... His family stated that they were unaware of his crimes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> After his murder convic uh, convictions, Kuklinski gave interviews to like pro other prosecutors, writers, those criminologists trying to get an idea of what was what what was he thinking? You know, he psychiatrists. He claims to have murdered anywhere between one hundred to probably two hundred and fifty men. Often in like a gruesome fashion. Now most of these additional murders have not been corroborated. But he 
also alleged that he worked as a hitman for the mafia. So I guess that could, you know, explain the the numbers being racked up. I mean, it's not like he was just grabbing people off the streets and like, hey, man, you're going to die. These people had a reason to die. Somebody was like, yo, you know, it wasn't just like, here, here's some money. Go kill that random person. Like nobody's going to pay for a rent. Anyways, you know what? I'm not going to I'm not going to say nothing else. <laughs> That's fucked up. Um, but yeah, he was a, a participant in several famous mafia killings that included the murder, the murders, <laughs> the murders of uh, mob bosses uh, Paul Ca- uh, Casta- Castellano, I think that's the way you say his name, and Carmine Galante, the Teamsters president Jimmy Hoffa. Remember, I did an uh, I did an episode a long time ago about Jimmy Hoffa. Now, of course, Jimmy Hoffa's body was never found, but there's a reason why, you know. Um, shit. I mean, you know what thing was funny is that this guy, uh, from what I have read a little bit before doing this, he would he would like drive around in a fucking ice cream truck, right, with his homeboy and his, I guess, a partner in crime, and he always asked him like, "Hey, man." If they ever put out a hit on me, would you do it? And so he was just like, well, if they're paying me to do it, then yeah, I guess I would. So that dude right there, while that dude was driving, shot him in the head point blank and killed him. It's like, yo, I'm tying up all loose ends. (laughs) So let's talk about these crimes, right? I mean, these are early crimes that at the age of 13 or 14, this is like 1949. Uh, so he was, uh, let's see, he used a, like a hanging rod, you know, like a, like the hanging rod that you hang your clothes on in the, in the, in your closet. He used that shit to bludgeon a neighborhood boy who had bullied and teased him. He says he immediately ran back to his apartment and though the boy's body was discovered soon afterwards, the police never connected the murder to him. Wow. Must be nice. So... Later on, he tells a more dramatic version of this story in which after he kills the boy, he steals a car, drove the body to like New Jersey Pine Barrens, I believe. He removes this guy's teeth and the fingertips to make identification more difficult, then dumps the body in a frozen pond. And elsewhere, he's also stated that uh, his first murder victim was a man he had argued with in a bar. We beat to death with a uh, with a pool cue, but wait a minute. But what about the kid? That doesn't make any sense. Anyways, I I think that was probably misinformation or just shit that he says. You know, he could be trying to lead people around. Cause who knows? There's probably more bodies that people are trying to find, and you know, he's like, I'm gonna send you on this random ghost trail, like. Anyways, uh, so through the lab, he had access. Uh, oh, he, sorry. He had been working at a Manhattan film lab. That's like in the mid-60s. And through the lab, he had access to master copies of popular films. He began making uh, bootleg copies of Disney cartoons, which he could, you know, then sell them. So he's making bootlegs, right? He discovered there was a lucrative market for the tapes of pornographic movies. Why is everybody yelling? 
Oh, I guess it's just the worst time to do this podcast. All right. Um. So, several of his known murder victims were men he had met through trafficking, porno, and drugs. He also headed a gang that was uh, specialized in stealing like new Corvettes, which hell yeah, carrying out burglaries. Uh, he was once arrested for passing a bad check. The only crime he was charged with prior to his arrest for murder. He was photographed and pink fingerprinted, but the charges were dropped when he agreed to pay back the money he owed. So Kuklinski said that he supplemented his income by working as a freelance contract killer. Which, that's cool. So let's get into Roy DeMio. Kuklinski encountered Roy DeMio, an aspiring associate and later soldier of the Gambino family. When he borrowed money from a loan shark with Mob Connects. And whenever Kuklinski missed the payment, he was visited by Demio and two other men who beat and pistol whipped him. The beating left uh, Kuklinski with a prominent scar on his forehead. And according to Kuklinski, after Demio regularly employed him as a debt collector, enforcer, and hitman, uh, he, he claimed to have been a close associate of, of Demio. Which is weird. I wouldn't want somebody to beat my ass and be like, okay, let me work for you. <laughs> Fuck that. But, uh, anyways. Whew. So, Kuklinski would later claim that he killed Demio, who was found dead in a trunk of his car in January 1983. However, most sources indicate that Demio was killed by members of his own crew with no suggestion that. Kuklinski was involved but I'm pretty sure he wants to get you know he wants to oh he wants to take credit for it but remember the guy I told you about the ice cream so in the in the early eight or 1980s he became acquainted with another killer named Robert Prong or something like that and uh he was referred to by Kuklinski as Mr. Softy because he drove a uh a Mr. Softy ice cream truck to appear inconspicuous while surveilling potential uh, victims. Now this guy claimed, uh, Prong, he got that Prong or whatever, claimed to be a special forces veteran and an explosives effort, uh, expert. So he knew a lot about poisons and taught Kuklinski about cyanide as a murder weapon. and Which basically was one of his favorite methods to put into like a nasal spray and squirt in an unsuspecting target. That sucks. Damn. He said they carry out a number of murders together and it was his suggestion to freeze the body of Louis Mosquet to see if the time of death could be disguised. And of course, the two men fell out when Prongs allegedly asked Kuklinski to murder his ex-wife and son. And of course, Kuklinski refused. He also took a exception when he learned of his plans to poison an entire reservoir with ricin just to kill one family. During an argument that followed, Prong told uh, Kuklinski that he knew where he lived and threatened his family. On August 10th, Prong was found dead in his Mr. Softy truck with two bullet wounds in his chest. Now, that could be true or, you know, it could have been like, hey, would you kill me or if I, you know, if you were told to? He said yes, so bam. Anyways, um, there's there's quite a few Oh my gosh. 
I'm looking at this right now, and there's a lot of people that he can talk to or talk about being uh, killed. So he talked to a lot of psychiatrists and criminology and stuff, right? He did interviews with doctors, uh, a police officer. He's killed a few police officers, which, I mean, damn, if you're going to kill a cop, then that's how you know you've got a man, you got a price on your head. So here's where shit gets kind of interesting. Kuklinski also alleged that he was a mafia contract killer who worked for all five families of New York City, as well as the uh, the the Caval wait De De Cavalante De Cavalante family, whatever the fuck, man. I don't know how to speak Italian. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Oh wait, that's French. He claimed to have carried out dozens of murders on behalf of the Gambino family. The Bonanno, uh, I mean, god damn, like, it just, it keeps on going. This guy was a fucking killing machine. But I will say this, uh, there was a 2001 HBO interview that was called uh, Secrets of a Mafia Hitman. And uh, Kuklinski said that he knew who killed former Teamsters uh, Union President Jimmy Hoffa. Now, he didn't name the culprit, but he said it wasn't him. However, he later claimed that he actually killed Hoffa. And wow, that's insane! Because I did a whole episode about Jimmy Hoffa and the Teamsters long ago. Um, it's like twenty episodes ago. In this account, Kuklinski was part of a four-man hit team who picked off uh, Hoffa in Detroit. While they were in the car, Kuklinski killed Hoffa by stabbing him with a large hunting knife. He said he then drove Hoppa's body from Detroit to a New Jersey junkyard. Wow, that explains a lot with the junkyard. Where it was placed in a drum and set on fire. Then buried in the junkyard. Later, fearing an accomplice might become an informant, the drum was dug up, placed in the trunk of his car, or a trunk of a car, and compacted to a 4x2 foot cube. It was sold along with hundreds of other compact cars as scrap metal. And uh, it was shipped off to Japan to be used in making new cars. Wow. So you never know, man. Somebody could be driving around in a piece of Jimmy Hoffa's body. That's sick. But, uh, you know, some people like this, you know, you never know. Like, you, you never know, man. He, he could just be trying to flex on, uh, you know, this big mystery or... Some people could say that it's just a hoax, that uh, he was never a suspect. I mean, that does give him a lot of press because if y'all know anything about him, Jimmy Hoffa was huge, especially a sorry motherfucker, too. So um, his former wife had signed a do not resuscitate order because after 18 years in prison, Kuklinski was diagnosed with what was called Kawasaki disease. That's an inflammation of the blood vessels. And he was transferred to a secure wing at some St. Francis medical sister, uh, sister. <laughs> center in Trenton, and, uh, uh, Trenton, New Jersey. Although he had asked doctors to make sure they revived him if he, if he you know, went in a heart attack or whatnot. But... His his former wife signed a do not that do not resuscitate uh, order. So a week before uh, his death, the hospital called her to ask if she wished if she wished to take it back, but she declined, 
So at the age of 70, on March 5th, 2006, at the request of that motherfucker's family, he died of cardiac arrest and had been suffering with heart disease and phlebitis. Wow. And that shit's crazy. You know, there's mu- there's movies out there. It's a two- 2012 film called The Iceman. Um, I mean, this is based off a book, loosely based off it. Don't take it to, don't take it fucking literal, but um, I mean, that's crazy. You know, there's um there's this one song called uh, Lyrical Hitman by Royce the 59 featuring uh Marv Wan and it was inspired by Kuklinski. So this song is about like rappers murdering their their ops similar to how the Iceman murdered his victims. So man, this guy has definitely made a footprint in this world. And anyways, guys, I have drawn this out way too long. I think it's time to put it to rest. Um uh, real quick, I want to thank each and every one of you for making it this far. The Iceman was my favorite to find to to finally discover that he was possibly part of uh, Jimmy Hoffa's disappearance. That just it's a whole nother can of worms for me. I was kind of big on Jimmy Hoffa a little bit. I had knew nothing about him, and then I watched that movie uh, with Robert De Niro. What was that fucking movie called? You know, Robert De Niro's painting houses and shit. I'm not going to go look that shit up right now. It's time to go eat. So thank you once again, guys. Um, If you like this podcast and uh, other episodes, feel free to subscribe. Leave me a review, whatever. I don't really give a fuck. Uh, But yeah, man, y'all take it easy. I hope you have a great weekend, better weekend than mine. Don't get cut climbing through fucking windows and shit. All right, y'all. Peace. Thank <laughs> you.